Thanks for tuning in to NL Newsday on this Wednesday, October the 6th. Time to welcome in now the mayor of Kamloops, Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how are you doing today? Very good, thank you, Jeff. Well, I appreciate you coming in studio here. Uh, yes, I got to start with this purchase on the North Shore because uh, the, the Northbridge Hotel, the Duchess Nightclub, and the adjacent vacant property at 346 Campbell Avenue. City purchasing this at a cost of $7.15 million. Uh, first, I guess, just an explanation as to why the city is interested in these properties. I think there might be some confusion out there from individuals who aren't paying attention to the situation specifically as to why this is a particular area where the city wants to invest right now. Well, uh, we think that this is a great holding opportunity for the city. We have uh, currently the North Shore plan uh, in uh, consultation, and uh, we see the Tronquille Corridor as a key piece of that, and uh, we need to make sure that it has that kind of funky commercial drive feel. And uh, the Duchess was a, a, a property that was a bit of a problem, mm -hmm. and uh, the opportunity came up, and uh, we secured the property. Uh, we have an agreement with BC Housing to... Uh, sell them the back half of it uh, eventually. So uh, we think it's a good deal for the taxpayers of Camelos and in particular for the uh, redevelopment of the North Shore and, and a bit of a, uh, a key piece of property there. And I guess there was a, a correction that had to be made yesterday at Council. Shelter housing is not currently in the cards for redeveloping those properties. I think the word not was missing from the original memo that was sent out. At least that's uh, the, the notice I got from our council reporter Colton here. But uh, what, what sorts of um, you know housing are we looking at here? If it's not going to be shelter housing, like what are we talking about? Well, for our piece, uh, you know, what the, the vision is, is uh, something that would be typical to the one that you see opposite Stuart Wood School. So you've got commercial on the ground floor, uh, kind of revitalizing the commercial strip of Tronquille and then a number of floors of market housing above that. Okay. So uh, that could be three, four, five, and up to six stories now. So uh, that would be uh, what we intend to use uh, our piece for. Uh, in terms of BC Housing, their mandate is to uh, provide affordable housing, and, and they'll have some kind of affordable housing there. Uh, certainly uh, the tenants that are currently in the building would be fr uh, front and foremost in okay. terms of people that should be housed there. But, you know, this is not uh, a permanent permanent uh, shelter site by any means. Uh, this is part of what we see as the vision for the North Shore and in particular the Tronquille Corridor. All right, I will uh, shift gears here, Ken, and I wanted to move on to sewer and water rates. That was discussed yesterday. Uh, I guess the average Kamloopsian can expect to pay about $21 uh, more in utility costs in 2022. City staff raising solid waste fees by $10 per year next year and raising sewage fees by $11 per year. Of course, we're talking about the average home. That's not just an across-the-board number. Uh, but this, I guess, is something that uh, hasn't been done for, for a while, if I'm understanding correctly, that uh, these these utility fees have kind of been stagnant for some time. Yeah, you know, the City of Kamloops operates three utilities, and we operate them outside of the taxation system so that they have to be self-sustaining. Uh, in, in the case of uh, the water utility, uh, we haven't had a rate increase for some time, and, and uh, that's well-managed and, and uh, you know, self-sustaining. Uh, the sewer uh, utility, we've put some fairly big projects together, uh, the uh, Tronquille Road uh, one and the crossing mm -hmm. under, the, under the river, and uh, 
now some upgrades to the sewage treatment plant. So uh, those are things that we are anticipating and that we're going to have to raise funds so, uh, for so that we don't have to uh, call on taxation. So this is going to be a, uh, I, I believe it's $11 per household yeah. on average. And uh, then on the uh, solid waste piece, uh, that's flexible. If you're a, a, a small generator of waste, you won't have any increase right. if you're using the 120 liter uh, garbage container, uh, then there is no cost for that. But those that use more are going to pay more. And uh, we feel that that's uh, fair. And we also uh, are ha having to offset some of the closure costs for the landfills that we operate, uh, as well as experimenting with other uh, diversion methods. So uh, commercial recycling is a big one, and the organic waste piece is another one. So, uh, you know, we're constantly trying to reduce our footprint and uh, kudos to uh, the utilities division for uh, their innovation. Absolutely. Any idea how the uh, uh, composting pilot program is going to this point? I think it's still probably in the infant stages, I suppose. It's in the pilot, uh, but uh, they reported yesterday that they have uh, diverted fully uh, 20,000 kilograms of organic waste already. from the landfill already. Wow. So, uh, you know, it depends that that will have to be analyzed over the full period of the pilot. That's, of course, during the summer. So uh, see what happens in the wintertime and, and then see uh, what we uh, do going forward. The issues there, of course, are, uh, you know, the size of container and the frequency of pickup. Um, I did want to go back to a comment you had made to me last week when we spoke. And since we're just on the topic of increasing utility fees, of course, this sort of is in the same ballpark when talking about taxes. Um, you had said to me, quote, in a year when we're anticipating a significant tax increase going forward, we got to consider the impact of the police contract and general inflation going into next year. And we have to do our best to keep Kamloops affordable. What kind of a tax increase are we potentially looking at here? When I say, when I hear you say significant tax increase, that definitely is going to perk my ears and obviously a lot of people in the general public as well. Boy, I just hate it when you in the media remember what I say <laughs> one week to the next. But uh, no, that's what I said last week, and that's what I will confirm this week. Uh, we have a lot of cost pressures. Uh, you know, uh, yesterday we were uh, speaking again with our chief financial officer, Kathy Humphrey, and, and uh, you know, the uh, police contract is going to be the biggest one. Uh, 23% increase across 138 uh, women and men in uniform in Kamloops, uh, retroactive to 2017. Uh, that's a big bill. Uh, we put some money away towards that, but uh, we're going to have to fund that going forward. So uh, that's big. Uh, we have Fortis gas increase, just like you and I do in our homes, and uh, we're going to have to pay that only on a citywide basis. Uh, we've got an increase in hydro. Uh, we've got increases to uh, QP, our management and our IAFF uh, firefighters unions uh, and we've got the uh, general increase in commodities that we buy and we're finding that uh, things are going up uh, pretty quickly. We're looking at about a 4% CPI increase right now uh, in Kamloops and uh, that's reflecting on everything from uh, pens and, and paper uh, right through mm -hmm. to stop signs and the other things that we buy. Um, and when does that budget process really formally kind of get underway? I know it's always underway, but like when does the, like, the consultation process begin? That's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it's coming up in November, and we've uh, put aside fully uh, two uh, Committee of the Whole meetings uh, for that uh, after the first one when the preliminary budget is introduced by uh, Ms. Humphrey. Then we'll have a public consultation. At this point, it looks like it's going to have to be an electronic one. 
on, uh, but we'll have an opportunity for the public to weigh in on that. And then it'll go through the winter, uh, probably January, before we start looking at supplemental items. And I've said to council, I, I don't think this is the year in terms of uh, the wish list. Uh, this is a, a year I think we're going to have to really pull in and uh, you know try to keep this uh, tax increase under 5%. All right. I will keep that figure in my brain. Uh, Campbell's Fire Rescue made a presentation to you yesterday uh, in relation to the Juniper Ridge fire and obviously the, the July 1st incident that occurred there. You're, or, well, you live in Juniper, so you're well aware of what's going on there. But uh, I guess what, what did you learn from what uh, KFR had to say? What changes have they made uh, to, to make uh, people in the neighborhood feel secure that they're, they're covered when a fire happens? Yeah, you know, Chief Robinson gave an excellent presentation yesterday that uh, really captured uh, their debrief that they held internally on the on the matter. Uh, a lot of learnings in terms of uh, deployment of uh, fire uh, fighters, the kind of equipment, the structural uh, protection units that we have, uh, issues related to uh, the um, operation of an incident command center, uh, issues related to exiting uh, and tactical evacuations. And then we also had uh, manager uh, Greg Whiteman there to talk about uh, the uh, issues related to water supply. And, uh, you know, uh, firefighting is only as good as your surety yep. of water. So uh, they did an incredible job in terms of overriding a lot of the automated features of our water system so that they could uh, produce the kind of water that we needed that night uh, in Juniper Ridge. So it uh, it was uh, all uh, hands-on-deck effort. And I think the debrief yesterday showed that we learned some things. Uh, and we will uh, use those. Uh, the app going forward in mm -hmm. terms of notification, I think, is a big thing. Uh, and uh, we're working on uh, more egress out of the Juniper Ridge area, as well as other areas in the city. Uh, has there been uh, more conversation about the Voint Alert app to this point? Because I know the city didn't want to enter into a long-term contract because it was unsure if it was necessarily the right fit, but it made sense to because it was the one that you could enact the quickest. Yeah, and, and they've done that uh, in conjunction with the Thompson-Nicola Regional District and their contract that they have. So uh, they're just looking at uh, the utility of that and whether or not it can be used for other things uh, other than okay. simply emergencies. Okay, perfect. Um, the uh, One question I have here, we've talked about it before, but uh, Memorial Arena, I'm still hearing from a lot of user groups, particularly now as uh, you know the winter sports season, your figure skating, your long blading, your hockey starts to ramp up. Uh, people are frustrated with the lack of arena space, particularly with you know Memorial Arena being used as a homeless shelter for an indefinite period of time. I guess just do you have a, a message to user groups out there? Aside from, I know you told me before, ice time is going to be a little bit more difficult to come by this time, but uh, that, that doesn't really bring comfort to those who are looking for, for some more ice space. Yeah, you know, I recall saying that on this program when uh, the extension was granted and uh, said that this is going to be difficult. And now here we are approaching winter and it is difficult. And uh, we're hearing from the Countless Minor Hockey Association in droves. Uh, yeah. I think I've had at least 80 pieces of correspondence wow. from them in the last uh, 72 hours. Uh, you know, the issue is, uh, do we reclaim it for recreational purposes and displace uh, 50 people out onto the street uh, because there are no alternatives. And uh, I've had a lot of people suggesting that, you know, why couldn't they go to the old bus depot or why couldn't they go to penny pinchers or why couldn't they go to the old keg building as well? 
we don't own those buildings and it would be up to BC Housing to negotiate leases with uh, those uh, owners and then do the tenant improvements that are required so that you have not only floor space for pods and, and bunks but also washrooms and showers uh, and food facilities to uh, provide the amenities that are required for uh, these uh, chronic uh, homeless individuals. So, you know, it's it's a social issue. Uh, and uh, yesterday, uh, you know, I was asking staff about, uh, you know, where are we compared to, uh, you know, Vernon, Kelowna, Penticton in terms mm-hmm. of housing, the numbers of people identified in our pit count, our point of time count. And we're about at 50%. So uh, we are only housing uh, about 50% of the people who are homeless in this city right now. And uh, uh, so to drop that uh, by another 50 beds really, I I think, would uh, weigh on our conscience. Uh, On the other side of the coin, I've had some passionate emails from uh, parents of uh, minor hockey players talking about their, uh, you know, children sort of uh, getting out of the COVID blues and hockey Mm -hmm. is a real uh, relief for that. And I get that. I understand sport. And uh, I think that we're just going to have to share the limited ice that we have. Uh, We lost the ice box and we're working to try to replace that. And uh, now we've lost Memorial uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to work on on that as well. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, the questions I had for you here this week. Uh, Any update on on the mayor's chain? What's going on there? (laughs) Hasn't been found Ah. yet. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, that's an aggravation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that needs to be found. So hopefully we can find that sooner than later. Anything else to add while I have you here, Ken? No, I think we've covered it. Thank awesome. you for the opportunity, Jeff. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ken, as always, for taking the time to come in and join me here, as you do so often after a general day of council on uh, Tuesday. So we often talk on Wednesday. Ken Moose Mayor, Ken Christian, joining me in studio. The-